0: my ear of increase uh, you cannot let this ear pass by without sh- increase showing up in your life you must be determined to see increase manifest in your life because if you believe that's the word of the lord don't permit the enemy to sabotage that don't let the enemy steal that word from your heart because of some kind of a negative experience maybe you are you may be going through right now no don't let the devil convince you that it is not for you Are you with me this is for every one of us say this is for me say it louder this is for me say it like you mean it this is for me because remember church it is not your human effort alone that causes increase to come god is the one that giveth increase there is human effort involved because paul said i planned apollos waters but that doesn't necessarily give you a guarantee or guarantee you increase But when you are involved with God, somebody say Amen. Amen. You better make sure that in your life, God is involved in every area and aspect of life. Because if God shows up, increase shows up. Come on. So don't decide on anything apart from God don't be involved in anything that is apart from god because you can sow you can water you can work hard you can sweat and you can burn the midnight oil but that does not guarantee success or increase but when god shows up hallelujah to jesus the wisdom of god will flow and without sweat and without toil, you will see increase manifest. Because God is the one that giveth increase. Somebody say, God giveth increase. Hallelujah to Jesus. God is the one that giveth increase. What did he say in Genesis 26? I'm just reminding you some of the scriptures that we used some time back. The, the Bible says in amp, the Amplified Version into, uh, in chapter 26 and verse 12, the Lord favored him with blessings. Hallelujah. Who? Say it again and what should be my experience and your experience the lord's favor showing up so the blessing will manifest what what does that mean it means i have the responsibility i am responsible to order my steps in a way that the favor of god will show up i can't live a life of an idiot a a a life that is pleasing to my flesh a life that is you know lexodesical a life that is just as you know just do as you like as you please and expect god to show up it's god's favor to show up in your life no i got to make sure that i'm living a life that is pleasing unto him i said i and you need to make sure we're living a life that attracts the favor of god hallelujah remember it is not where you live and what your circumstances are are immaterial because in the house of potiphar when he was a slave the favor showed up why because joseph ordered his steps he said no to sin he said no i will not defile myself say amen so remember it is not just your tears it's not just your hours of prayer it is both are important you know fasting is important praying is important but living right that means living with a clean conscience is very important in the presence and the eyes of god because when we live that lifestyle it attracts the favor of god and when god is partnering with you and god is your senior partner glory be to god favor of god will show up say amen and the the lord favored him with blessings and the bible says he gained more and more hallelujah to the lamb of god he what he gained more and more now we've been studying this for some time and we have come into the area where we have noticed that it is extremely important for our minds to be renewed amen and we said a few things and i want to highlight that today what do we say everything starts with a thought amen everything so be careful what you hear that's what jesus said take heed what you hear because what you hear induces a thought and if you entertain that thought long enough it manifests as a thing hello thoughts become things because if you hold on to a thought long enough it causes it will cause you to act and move in that direction see you always move in the direction of your most dominant thought so remember something thought is very powerful thinking is extremely powerful thought is what guides your steps you know when you woke up this morning you didn't accidentally arrive in church this morning did you no you made up your mind. there was a thought today is sunday i need to go and worship god that thought entered your mind some of you thought, well, I, can, I will go to church, but I can go for the 8.30 service at 9 o'clock. You thought that. That's why you came late. Hello? Some said, no, I need to be there early because I honor God, I worship God, and I want to be there from the very first moment of the church service. And you were there. Say, Amen. In spite of traffic, in spite of your body saying, sleep a little longer, in spite of whatever, the thought caused you to act. And it became a thing. Say amen. So everything starts with the thought, and we dealt with that. And we said, "Hey, I remember the something. I said something uh, some time back. I said both riches and poverty are the offspring of thought. So if you can never be thinking poverty and lack, and live in, uh, you know, in riches, you cannot experience riches with a poverty mindset." Can i get an amen on that so it's imperative for every one of us to develop thoughts of abundance based on the word of god hallelujah if you ever were taught and you believed that it is not right for a man or a believer to be wealthy and that thought became established in your mind it will keep you from moving into wealthy places It will hinder you to experience the blessing of God in riches. Say Amen. Amen. So it's important. That's why listening to the word is very important. Because growing up, I was raised with the thinking, I don't blame anybody. But the exposure I had gave me the impression that you cannot live a holy life and also be wealthy at the same time. It was a poverty mindset that I had. But as I was exposed to the word of God, the word is designed to change your mindset. The word is designed to change your thinking. To renew your thinking. So as I began to get that word, I began to see how Abraham was a friend of God and also extremely wealthy. I said, oh my God nobody told me about this i thought if you had to be living a holy life you have to give up everything and live in poverty Well, if god asks you which he doesn't ask everybody to do but sometimes you don't know how god deals with each one but if that is the conviction you have you've got to give it up amen but that's not what we're talking about this morning we're talking about the thought okay so I was raised that way, but now I realize, no, you can live a life that is pleasing to God and also live a wealthy life. Say Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Another statement that I made, I'm just reminding you these things. You cannot have a positive life with a negative mindset. You cannot have a positive life with a negative mindset, therefore, my friend, therefore, to experience increase that the Lord has promised we need to work on our thinking and bring it into alignment with his word watch what I said you have to work on your thinking to bring it into alignment with what God's Word says hallelujah if you are if your mind is ruled and dominated by the words of the world the words that were infused into you or induced into you through your culture through your circumstances, and they hold you captive, then it is extremely difficult for you to enjoy the promises. You will be somebody that will stand back, stare at the promises, rejoice of the promises, sing songs to the promise, clap your hands, but never experience them. Why? Your thought is hindering you so unless i begin to work on my thought life and i let the word of god and the holy spirit induce new thoughts renew my mind renew my thinking and transform me i cannot ever experience what god promised so he says in romans chapter 12 verse 2 he says in the nlt version let god transform you into a new person hallelujah now that you're born again i said now that you're born again it's important for you to understand that you need to let god transform you into a new person i put on christ i'm a new man in the spirit i'm born again but my soul is being saved so uh, how is it being saved? as i receive the the uh, 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 incorruptible word of god hallelujah the word has the power to transform me as into a new person so he says but let God transform you into a new person how by changing the way you think do you now understand why it is so important to listen to the word on a regular basis and not just once a week or once a year like some people make it a habit just to visit church on Christmas day and they wonder why God is not blessing them As much as God wants to bless you, you are hindering him by having the negative mindset, a mindset that opposes the mindset of God. It is not God who is stopping the blessing. It is not God that does, it God that is not the one that does not want you to be blessed. It is your thought pattern. It is your you're captive to your negative mindset and negative thought pattern that are blocking the flow of the blessing of God into your life. Why? Because you are exposed to the way the world thinks and not the way the word thinks. So if I want the blessing of God to manifest in my life, I have to pave the way and open my heart and open my mind, open my ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Church, that's why one of the reasons, not the only reason, one of the reasons why we need to get to church, and he said, do not neglect the assembling together of the saints. Now, if, it, if that was not important, why did Paul have to sacrifice so much to go to so many different cities and establish local churches? Because that is God's plan. That's God's idea. Because he wants God's people to come together into one location where he can speak to them through his anointed men and women of God. Hallelujah and be impacted in person not just online now as i say that if you're watching me today this morning and you're in the city come on don't be lazy get up and come to the service you know, online services are mainly for people who are traveling and, and they cannot avoid travel or they're lying in the hospital It is listening to the word of God that the word may encourage them and build them and heal them. Or for somebody that is incapacitated or is not able to make it to church. But don't be lazy and stop coming to fellowship with the saints we need to learn to come together to work to fellowship with one another and fellowship with god because that is god's idea and god's plan somebody say amen hallelujah to jesus so you need to listen to the word not just once and once a week but i'm encouraging every one of you to listen to the word every day somebody say every day day. say it again every every day that's why we have the podcast all right, and i'm telling you again you've got to listen to me more than anybody else because if you believe i'm your shepherd i'm your pastor i'm not the best preacher i'm not the most talented preacher it doesn't matter i if god didn't call me into join a joint, uh, you know to compete with others god gave me a job to take care of people and feed my lambs he said I, my job is to feed my lambs other lambs can eat as well But you are my responsibility so i'm telling you as your shepherd you need to listen to what i'm preaching on a regular basis if you want to be blessed why because the word that i speak is the word that god wants you to hear he places that word in my mouth because he knows what this group of sheep needs say amen so it's important for you to understand this we need to expose ourselves to the word of god so that we're not conformed to the way the world thinks say amen okay let's go on I'm mean, <laughs> I've just been covering what I did before but we said what do we say we have to renew our mind now how do we renew the mind one of the reason one of the ways or some of the ways are reading the word listening to the word meditating the word and so on look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 please Joshua chapter 1 this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success now when did god give this to joshua joshua was on this side of jericho and the next thing he had to do was to lead them across jordan that was number one impossibility because jordan was a river they did not have any bridges and at that time it was flooding but god said you've got to take them over jordan and then you've got to conquer all these nations that are ruled by nephilims and Rephaims these are huge giants okay so in the natural god was giving joshua an impossible task is everybody listening to me? don't throw your arms up in the air and say why does god do this because god wants to partner with you and let you know The battle is not yours. That if you will let him flow through you, he will fight the battle through you. That there is nothing impossible to God and also that there is nothing impossible to him that believe it. Say amen. Amen. So God wants to raise an army of people. Hallelujah. That are not perturbed or disturbed or given when they see an impossible situation but they are full of faith and say we can do it i can do it why how can i say i can do it is it arrogance is it pride no i can do all things through christ jesus hallelujah i can do all things through christ jesus because he is the one that's going to fight the battle hallelujah to jesus so he says joshua i need you to do something i want you to meditate on that word day and night so what does that mean? He, he promised that he would give them the land. He said, I've already given it to you. So when, I, when, you, when you meditate, it's, sometimes you close your eyes, sometimes you don't. But you begin to engage your mind, your imagination with what God said. For example, you've been diagnosed with a sickness. And the doctor has said something about it. Now I can engage my mind to think about what he said or she said and dwell on it and focus on all the negative things and the consequences, and sometimes it can be deadly, and build my faith in what the person has said. Now what has happened? A thought was introduced and you're developing the thought. The thought can become a thing. Are you with me everybody? So what do I need to do? If I believe in Jesus Christ my Lord and His Word, I need to take His Word and I need to engage my mind, my imagination and my mouth. Because meditation is also muttering. So that is saying under your breath. Sometimes a little louder. I was healed by His stripes. But I don't say that flippantly. I don't say it casually. As I say it, I see images in my mind. What images? His back being split open, the blood flowing, and he says, By those stripes I am healed. And when I'm seeing that, I say to myself, He has paid the price. I don't need to pay the price again. I'm not yelling, I'm not shouting, I'm not just blindly saying, I was healed, I was healed, I was healed. No. I'm doing something more than that. I'm developing something in my heart and in my mind. Are you getting this? So I need to spend exclusive time where I'm not disturbed by anything. That means you turn your phone off. Not even on vibration. Alright. Put it aside. And this is a time between you and God where you're letting God induce his thoughts into your mind from his word and by his spirit hallelujah so as i develop that he says listen joshua if you will focus on the word and you will let that fill your mind your imagination your thought patterns you will make your way successful glory to god i don't have to do nothing because i've already put something in motion All you gotta do now is you have to take the word and work on work with yourself on that word with that word. The word will generate new pictures in your mind. The word will generate faith. Because faith cometh by what? Now you're saying to yourself, I was healed by his stripes. As you say it and as you see it, faith is being rebuilt. Amen. So I you will you will you will have good success and you will make your way prosperous so success and prosperity are not in heaven god has released it for us to enjoy it but it's locked up in the word but through meditation i unlock and unpack What is included in that word. It's a package. God has given me the package. The package is called the word. Now if I begin to dwell with that word. And I begin to uh, spend time in that word. What am I doing? By doing that. By engaging my imagination. By engaging my mouth. By speaking it. By thinking it. By dwelling upon it. I'm unpacking it. Somebody say Amen. So as I unpack that. The word becomes alive. That's when the Word puts on flesh. Somebody say, Amen. When the Word puts on flesh. What is that? That's Jesus. So that aspect of it puts on flesh. The revelation hits you and then it's all over. Praise God. Success has to show up. Giants can come running across. Giants can come running toward you. But you will not be perturbed. You will look around and say... Who is that uncircumcised Philistine? He's twice your size, but you're not moved. There is no medication for this sickness. So what? It's an uncircumcised Philistine. Its origins are not divine, they're ungodly. Its origins are demonic. It has to bow its knee. To Jesus it has to confess that Jesus is Lord and turn back it has no right to touch me and not only does it not have right to touch me but I am going to squash it in the name the weapons that God has given me I'm gonna use the weapons of warfare and put it under my feet in Jesus name this is not gonna happen just because I shout just because I I pray and I pray and I pray and I pray and I pray no prayer has a place meditation has a place both are important one does not take the place of the other you cannot replace it meditation my friend is also a form of prayer because while meditating what are you doing you're engaging with the word who is the word i didn't say what is the word i said who is the word the word is god In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. So I'm engaging myself by thoughts, my thinking, my imagination with God. What am I doing? I'm praying. I'm fellowshipping. I'm developing a deeper, intimate relationship with God. So that is a form of prayer as well. Say Amen. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. Let's go further. Look, God said in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. My thoughts are not like your thoughts, therefore my ways are not like your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The NLT says this, My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Hallelujah! Imagine! Imagination over here, right? What am I imagining? whatever you're imagining is far less than what god is imagining god has very big dreams hallelujah to jesus he says my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts the gospel the word of god what is the gospel the word of god amen the gospel is designed to change the inner image of yourself by changing the way you think stop saying Oh, I'm just a poor man no you're not a poor man you're a son of God that's not humility that's called false humility true humility is saying Lord without you I'm nothing but with you I'm everything I can do all things not because of who I am but because of who you are that's humility therefore father I surrender myself unto you I'm not bragging about my intelligence I'm not bragging about my career my degrees my qualifications I thank God for all that, but I'm nothing without you. But with you, I can do all things. Amen. Say amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. The inner image of who you are has to be in agreement with the inner image, the image that God has of you in His Word. Only when these images are in alignment, what, what, what images? The image you carry about yourself to the image that God carries about you, when they're in alignment, is when the promises of God or the power of God can flow freely without any hindrance. Amen? That's when the impossible becomes possible. Let's go to Genesis 37 please. Genesis chapter 37 verse 5. One night Joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundles stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, So you think, underline that word, so you think you will be our king. So what happened? The dream introduced a thought. God communicates through dreams. God communicates through vision. Say Amen. So the the dream induced a thought in joseph what was the thought you are a leader hallelujah and a picture was presented where he saw himself his bundle stand up and all the others bundles bowing down okay so you think you'll be our king do you do you actually think you will reign over us twice the word think is used do you think joseph you are a leader do you think you will command respect from us do you think you will be the leader do you really believe this and they, they, they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, eleven stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that? Sometimes your own parents will not understand the call of God on your life. That's why they they may discourage you from going into full-time ministry. I'm talking to somebody in this place. Sometimes your own loved ones, it's not because they don't love you. They love you, but they cannot see how that can happen. It's not because they hate you. But they cannot see what God is trying to tell you. They cannot see what God can see about you god sees you as an apostle they see you as an engineer joseph's father probably saw him as another shepherd boy but god saw him as a leader so the question is i'm not asking what do you see about yourself i'm asking what does god see about you i never intended to come into ministry but god had a different idea and somehow by the grace of god i could see that and agree with God and submit myself to God. Amen? Alright, so his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that? He asked. Will your mother and I, your brothers, actually come and bow to the ground before you? He said, this is impossible. It can't happen. Do you know what your age is, Joseph? You're about 17 years old and you don't even know what business is. Look at all your brothers. They're taking care of all my cattle. They're successful businessmen. You're just a kid and you think you're gonna rule over all of us? See, they're killing the dream. They're trying to bury his dream. Sometimes your own loved ones will try to bury the dream that God has birthed in your heart. Not because they hate you. But because they cannot understand. They cannot see as far as God can see. They cannot see what God sees. Because my God knows the end from the beginning. He sees far beyond you and I can see say amen so what happened The dream impacted his thinking who's thinking Joseph's thinking he can't he could not forget that he could not get rid of that dream and it began to transform him and he began to believe what God said now you don't have to make what God said happen you just have to surrender to God faith is what surrender Don't try to help God, but just surrender to God. When you try to help God, an Ishmael is birthed. When you surrender to God, Isaac is born. Somebody say, Amen. Both times they believed. Abraham believed. Sarah believed. But they said, God needs some help, man. So what did they do? They blew it. And many times we blew it we think like Sarah it's getting late it's getting late do you realize what your age is Abram how long are you will you be able to give birth to any kid it's getting too late so let's help out God and so what did they do he obeyed he gave in to his wife and then he got blamed men understand what I'm talking about well he did what his wife said but he should have a little more brain to say, hey, why?" this is the problem that Adam had. He just simply gave in to his wife. You're supposed to give in to God and put some sense in your wife sometimes and say, hey, that is not of God. Because Adam did not reject or, or resist Eve, we have ended up in this problem. And because Abraham did not resist what Sarah said, we've ended up in this problem that today, even today, we fight wars and battles all over the world about this. Say Amen. As intuitive as women are, they're not always right. And remember something. Men, husbands, will have to give account of their families, not the wife. When it happened, God did not address Sarah. Did He not know that Sarah was the, sorry, Eve was the first one to eat the fruit? But did He go and ask Eve? No, He came to Adam because Adam is the spiritual covering over Eve. He could have stopped it his brain had gone on a holiday you see what I'm talking about because he looked at Eve and he forgot oh my god she so beautiful wow anything you say I will do darling and that was the end of it so his brain went on a w- vacation so we gotta be careful men and women we both have to be careful that we don't try to help out God but we surrender to God amen so Joseph never let that dream pass by he held on to it and the next turn of events were totally opposite to what he had dreamt he was sold out as a slave in fact his own brothers tried to kill him annihilate him but God's protection was upon him and he was taken away as a slave into Egypt and they thought good riddance we got rid of this so-called leader he thought he's going to lead us man he's history now we'll never know what will happen They never dreamt of the day that they will have to bow their knee to Joseph one day. God will never forget his word. But if God has to fulfill what he said, you have to surrender and hold on to that thought. Hold on to that word. Hold on to what he said. So his word, his power can continue to work and shape you. Let me tell you something. If Joseph became a leader the next day that he dreamt, He would have been a disaster why he was not developed his character was not developed to handle the position many times prophecy fulfillment of prophecy is delayed not because God has forgotten you but you have not cooperated and surrendered to God cooperated with God and surrendered to him to shape your character to hold the position that God has for you Because if you are promoted too quickly, you will destroy yourself and with you, you will destroy many others. So in his mercy, he stops it or he slows it down. He's sold into Potiphar's house. He becomes the leader in the house. He becomes the man who takes care of everything that Potiphar owns. The devil is still working hard on how to derail him. And distract him. And stop him in his tracks from becoming the leader that God wants him to be. So he sets a trap. But praise God, Joseph was a man who surrendered himself to God. Say amen. Amen. Church, don't use shortcuts to get to the position you desire. Don't try to work in your own wisdom. But let God work in you and through you. So that he can shape you to become the one that he intended for you to be. And when you arrive at that place, you will not fall. You remember David. David was trained and raised to become a leader. So his heart was for the people. His heart was toward God. And whatever he did, he tried to bring, uh, expand the kingdom and establish a kingdom of peace for his people so that when he left and solomon came in there were no more wars there was peace he raised up a nation like that but then generations went by and the people because of their line of lineage they were installed as kings they did not know what it was to care for people they did not know the value of kingship they did not know what the real role of a king was It was not to amass wealth for themselves and just think about how comfortable a life they're supposed to live. They were placed as shepherds over God's people. Are you listening to me? David was a good shepherd first. And so he made him the shepherd over his people. But look what happened. Two generations down the line, Rehoboam comes into power. And Rehoboam says, I'm going to make it hard on you. I'm going to increase taxes on you. Why? He wants to live a comfortable life. It's no longer for the people, it's for me. See, his character was not developed. So when you come into a position of leadership and your character is not developed, you're going to fall. You're not going to be able to handle it. People may call you by the name and the the designation you have, but you will not be able to cope with it long. It'll kill you. We have many, many examples in the world today. That's why we need to surrender to God and let His thoughts dominate us. Why, why, does, he, why does God put me in a position of leadership? To care for people. To no, listen, none of us, no matter what kind of leadership it is, should ever think leadership is for me. Leadership is to serve. To make the people under my covering to have a peaceful life. A protected life. A blessed life that's why the psalmist said the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want why because the shepherd takes care of the sheep every leader is a shepherd even in the secular world you are a shepherd and your responsibility is to take care of the people so here is joseph he had a dream and the dream began to induce thoughts and the thoughts began to become things in his life and joseph held on to the dream and so whether he was in Potiphar's house or in the prison he always ended up in the position of leadership he did not permit his circumstances or surroundings to tell him who he was his circumstances joseph you are a slave forget that dream do you really believe that dream was from god maybe it was a deception Maybe you ate too much that night. Maybe you know it was a dream from the devil. Maybe something else. Joseph says, shut up. I know my God. I may be a slave, but that's not my destiny. Where you are is not your destiny. You are on a way to your destiny. You're moving towards your destiny. So don't complain. Don't become angry about the people over you that may be making life hard for you. That is God's purpose to shape you. To become the one that God intended for you to be. Sometimes God has hard past masters. Why? Because there are some hard rocks in your life that have to be dealt with. Hard corners that have to be smoothened. So he will have hard masters over your life to shape you and to make you the person that God intended for you to be. You will be placed in places where you will be wrongly accused. You will be framed for, for things you've never done. And that's when the test of bitterness comes you will you become bitter or will you become better are you listening to what I'm saying it's very important for us to understand every situation I don't care how difficult it is how easy it is to misunderstand people and blame people our battle is not with flesh and blood but God has positioned us in that place and put some people around us to shape us that is called the school of hard knocks it's called the, whole, the school of the Holy Spirit. The longer it takes for it to be smoothened, the longer you will be in the wilderness going around the mountain. Say Amen somebody. Amen. So I'm encouraging you. He didn't care where he was. He said, my God has defined who I am. Who is defining your destiny? I said, who is this defining your destiny? Is it your mother? Is it your father? Is it your circumstances? Is it people around you? Who is determining who you should become? if god has spoken god is not a liar if god has spoken he's never going to change if god has spoken no devil can stop it the only person that can stop the fulfillment of the word that god has given you is you because if you will not surrender and heal and let the holy spirit work in you and through you to make you to the, make you the one that god intended for you to be you will stop the promise of god from manifesting in your life somebody say amen hallelujah Friend, let me tell you. It is the word that defines who you are. It is the Lord that defines who you are. Because He knows you even before you were formed in your mother's womb. None of you is an accident. Maybe you were for your parents, but not for God. Amen. If you say, if God says you are a deliverer, then you are. Notwithstanding that you stammer. God says, I'm calling you to preach the word. I said, but God, -God, God, I -I 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 can't even speak right. It doesn't matter. Because he made the mouth and the tongue. If God says you are a preacher, you are a preacher if god says you're a pastor you are a pastor if god says you are a politician you are a politician if god says you're a businessman you're a businessman say amen i said notwithstanding that you stammer look at this the message translation in the book of exodus chapter 4 verse 10 says moses raised another objection to god because god called moses to lead his people and so moses is objecting and he says master please i don't talk well he's telling god he's telling his creator you made a mistake I, I can't talk well I've never been able I've never been good with words neither before nor after you spoke to me I stutter and stammer do you think that was news to God huh God knew exactly who he was talking to and that must have tickled God <laughs> Moses, you're telling me that you can't do it because you stutter and stammer? One word from God can straighten everything out. Whatever God said, it shall come to pass. But how do I surrender to God? By yielding and submitting my thoughts. To say, God, I don't understand how this will happen. Because in the natural, it doesn't seem likely. But it doesn't matter. I surrender. Let your will be done and let that thought dominate you and let him lead you in the path that will shape you to become the one that God intends for you. For a friend, this is what I'm going to say today whatever negative circumstances you are under and you're surrounded by people that misunderstand you and maybe treating you harshly God hasn't forgotten you and God has not delivered you. Why? Because he's shaping you. Joseph never attacked anyone that tried to harass him. Or wrongly blame him. Potiphar threw him into the prison. He never defended himself. Jesus was standing before Pilate. And people were accusing him of all kinds of stuff. And the Bible says he never opened his word, mouth. And Pilate said don't you have anything to say with all these people saying anything he just kept quiet said I don't have to defend myself I know who I am are you the king of the Jews he said you said it that's when he opened his mouth he said I know my destiny I know my destiny do you know your destiny do you know why you were called of God why you were made by God why are you existing on this earth Have you fulfilled your purpose? It's never too late. Even today, you can begin to surrender to God and say, God, I will meditate on your word and I'll let your word dominate my thoughts. Be careful what you hear. Let your thoughts be induced by the Holy Spirit and by His word. And begin to become the one that God intends for you to be. Amen.